0: Are you from the state of Michigan or have you heard of the state of Michigan? Here at Michigan Other Mayhem, two non-professional researchers will intrigue you with interesting stories about Michigan, murder mysteries, odd facts, and other mayhem from around the world. Two sisters-in-law will keep you sisters-in-law. Yeah, anyway, we'll keep you guessing about what our next subject will be as we discuss true crime, paranormal, historical, and scientific to- topics. Our weekly podcast will keep you entertained and possibly titillated. Good Jen morning
1: uh, good morning how are you I'm doing good you know today it's gonna to be 80 degrees
0: that's the word on the street and I have to work today
1: Well you're gonna miss it because tomorrow it says it's gonna be 80 but it's thunderstorms and then next week low 20s in the evenings
0: because Michigan yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so what are you doing never,
1: summer's never well. I got homework, but if it really is true, if the weatherman is right, mm-hmm. and there is sun out there, I will be outside in my backyard. Doing homework? Doing homework. That's my girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got a new job at a marijuana dispensary, and I will say I do like, although I did get an angry customer yesterday for the first time. Really? I tried. I tried not to let it hurt my feelings. Like, who could be mad at marijuana? And he didn't even really tell me what the problem was. He just turned around and walked away. Well, he didn't like our deals. And I, and I thought they were pretty good, to be honest. I'm not just pumping it up because it's my store. I thought we had some good deals, and he didn't like the deals, and he just turned and walked away. Hurt my damn feelings.
1: Dang. <laughs> I know. God damn. I know. I mean, I people on. that smoke marijuana were, like, laid back and... Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: but I guess not. So what do you got going today?
1: So I'm coming to you with not a normal murderous story. I'm coming to you with a law called Bentley's Law that I learned about.
0: Okay. I what wanna talk got- I want to talk to you about two murderers that got murdered and one involves a cold case being solved but I my favorite subject is when a murderer gets murdered I just feel like I don't know I like it right <laughs> yeah well, I, don't, I feel like nobody has to over? interfere nature already took its course you know right what I mean? <laughs> yeah do you want to go first or do you want to go second
1: no why don't you go first because mine's not we can end on a not murderous note
0: Good idea, good idea. All right, so the first one I wanna talk about is a cold case that was here in Battle Creek, Michigan. Her name was Gail Barris, B-A-R-R-U-S, Barris. And she was born in Texas, but she grew up in Battle Creek. And she was a mom to three sons and she was educated as a licensed practical nurse. And she was currently working two jobs to support her sons who were 10, 12, and 13 in 1988. Okay, that's how far back we're (laughs) in. We're in the 1988 machine. the last time gail had been seen alive was at the speeds coffee shop in battle creek on october 9th 1988 she was 30 years old and then 16 days after her disappearance her body was found off of river road gail had been sexually assaulted and stabbed to death now it was believed that roger plato who was 24 years old at the time may have been her attacker Roger Plato had been charged with and was being processed with a different sexual assault that he had committed earlier. And when the police officer tried to question him, the two men got into a physical fight and the officer shot Roger to death as he ran away. Now, I saw one thing that said he shot him in the head as he ran away. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, man. But the thing (laughs) is, I don't think that the police are supposed to shoot people as they're running away. That is murder. Right. The police job isn't to determine whether or not you're guilty. That's the court's job, right? So I believe that's a murder. So three days later after after Roger's killed, her body's found. So she's been missing for 13 days. Roger gets shot in the back, probably the back of the head, but definitely in the back as he's running away. Um, and then three days after that her body's found. So they just suspect him at that point in the disappearance and the rape they you know the disappearance. They don't know that she's dead yet. So Roger had someone with him at the time, and the police that believed it was his accomplice, it was this guy named Richard Compton. So Richard refused to speak to the police and he denies he knows anything, he doesn't say anything. The case is reopened in 2018. And now that you know DNA testing has advanced past what we had before. So hairs at the crime scene were connected to Richard Compton with DNA after the investigation was reopened. But Richard's dead, okay. <laughs> detectives had to dig up his body to retrieve his dna so he's not able to further the investigation and also the dna that they collected from richard didn't match the dna of the semen sample just the hair sample on her okay they're just the hair they found her so november 2020 a calhoun county sheriff office employee was able to use um, was able to advance the case because he does an audit on the evidence room and it turns up a vial of blood That was taken from Roger Plato from the sexual assault case that he had been charged with before Gail's death. Remember that one that the cop was supposed to question him about? Yeah. Take him in. They had taken blood from him already. They were just going to bring him in questioning for Gail's disappearance, right? So because back in the day, they used to be able to do blood typing. They used to be able to say, oh, you know, she was attacked by someone with, you know, AB blood type. And this vial of blood is AB that we got off this guy. So they find this old vial of blood. And the DNA from the blood vial is matched to the semen sample left on Gale Barris's body. And after 30 years, the murder of Gail Barris was solved by matching DNA to Roger Plato and Richard Compton. And Battle Creek has another 60, 60 open cold cases that lead back to the 1960s. I guess that they're trying to work on. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Some dude just happens to do an audit and finds a vial of blood still there from 1988. I love happens. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Now, I have another one. I just want to say, uh, trigger warning, this does involve the death of a child. So if this bothers you, you might want to skip ahead. The young girl was Diana Anderson. So I got these. Oh, I should tell you where I got my info from. Insideedition.com, wwmt.com, abc.go.com, rs, rrspin.com, myfox8.com, and local12.com. Ready. Ready. So August 4th, 2014, KM Gardner, who was 15 years old, was shot and killed in South Weldon, North Carolina. Teddy Anderson was arrested for the murder. And in retribution for the death of Cyan Gardner, four men retaliated against Teddy Anderson and his family on August 5th, 2014. So it's S-E-M-A-J-S, Semegis Short, William David Cook, Victor Mallory, and Jamonte Woody, all between the ages of 17 and 21, went to where they knew Teddy Anderson's sister lived. They stood on an air conditioning unit outside the bedroom window, And on the bed was two-year-old Dayuana and her grandmother, 54-year-old Catherine Price. They were laying in bed. The two men shot into the bedroom, aiming at the bed. Dayuana was shot once in the face and died. That's the little two-year-old. The um, grandmother, Catherine Price, was hit several times, including a bullet into her skull. And Catherine was airlifted and had to be revived twice, but she still survived. And she was able to tell police what happened, how she was laying in bed, and these men shot into the window. So Jamonte, Woody, Moody, sorry, Jamonte Moody helped the prosecution against his co-conspirators. And all four were convicted of the murder of two-year-old Dayuana in the attempted murder of Catherine Price. So Semitra Short, who was 17 at the time of the murder, would have been eligible for parole in 25 years. However, he was 24 years old when on March 29th, 2022, He was attacked by other prisoners around 2.14 p.m. And he was pronounced dead at 2.37 p.m. And from what I could tell, he got him and his friends, but mainly him. They got jumped. And I don't know if it was for the murder of the little girl or why exactly it happened. But, yeah, they purposely killed him. He is not getting out.
1: Wow. Yeah, he got murdered. (laughs) Murdered somebody and got murdered.
0: Exactly. And I just love Karma. I just feel like, look, we didn't even have to get involved. It already, right. <laughs> I mean, should got that handled a different way. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. So what's the Bentley law?
1: All right. So I was listening to, it's called Crime Talk on YouTube. The channel is a, he's a defense attorney who talks about current cases, other law stuff. And he does um, a stupid criminal of the week. Okay. Which are criminals that just commit ridiculous, stupid acts to get themselves oh. in trouble. Like, okay. ex- one example he did was in Detroit. It was a stupid criminal of the day. From what I remember, guy, two guys go into a gas station. They get upset about something. Then they, one of the guys, like, pees all over, like, some of the food. Okay and (laughs) and then when he leaves he takes some of that candy and food that he peed on what yeah so that's what these just to give you an idea of what what exactly we're working with here (laughs) you know that
0: reminds me one time i saw this video this guy was trying to break into a liquor store and all of a sudden he falls through the ceiling And when i tell you he falls through the ceiling i mean like He concussed himself hitting the shelves, right, as he falls to the ground. And then just one at a time, and I'm not even kidding, like maybe 12 bottles of wine would roll to the edge of the now broken shelf, fall off the shelf, and land on his already unconscious head. And at one point, he's trying to get up, and the bottles are still like hitting him. Oh my God. It was hilarious. So he was like, you know, for, for sure he had a concussion. And then the bottles were just like insult, injury, <laughs> insult, injury.
1: <Yeah. laughs> That's funny. Yeah. The, the crime talk episode I watched talked about a Tennessee bill that would make those found guilty of killing a parent because of drunk driving pay child support for the child or children the parent had until they are age 18.
0: Oh my gosh, I actually read an article
1: yesterday about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I'm big on, you know, don't drink and drive. Like right. everyone knows how I go to bed early. I like my sleep, right. but that is one thing I will get up. I don't care where you are. I will come and get you. Um, so of course, when I heard this, I was like, oh, I got to look into this. And so the bill is called the Bentley law. And live5news.com wrote an article where they spoke to Cecilia Williams, who is the one behind the law, and is on a mission to get it passed in all 50 states, which currently is in just Tennessee. They just passed it in Tennessee. Yeah. Her motivation comes from the death of her son, her son, his fiance, and four-month-old son were killed in a highway crash where the driver who caused the accident was intoxicated the driver rear-ended their car it went off the road hit a tree and caught on fire oh my god because of their death from what i could gather her son must have had two other children okay and one one of who the bill is named after and this as you can imagine you know has been a struggle for you know oh, grandma yeah. now trying to take care of these two kids so, yeah, from so my- she's
0: the grandma she's the grandma and her son his his fiance and two of their kids died
1: one a four-month-old
0: well, okay and they were i think were they the only ones in the car or they're just or they everybody in the car died
1: All I could gather from all of the news articles, which are pretty much the same article, but maybe. Yeah, I know.
0: I know the pain. The pain is real. I,
1: I would believe I, I don't believe they were there. Oh, okay. They're not mentioned. It's the only people that were mentioned were the son, the fiance and the four month old. And it was in one of the art in that article she's talking to them and she talks about raising her two grandchildren. So I'm assuming he had three total kids, one passed away.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, from live five news, this bill has already been filed in Missouri, Illinois, Oklahoma, Virginia, Alabama, Louisiana, and Pennsylvania. And then they have already drafted one for Indiana, Michigan, Utah, and Texas. Fox29.com reported one person every 52 minutes die in drunk driving crashes daily. And in 19, or in 19, oh goodness, taking me back, but it's not. (laughs) In 2019, deaths were at their lowest since 1982. But in 2019, that still meant that 10,142 people lost their lives based on the DOT's da- data from drunk driving accidents.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: So I, I investigated it and I was like, I think everybody should know about this. I mean, I I agree with it. I agree with it. You know, these kids need to be, you know, taken care of. You kill, you know, you made a decision and killed some, you know, killed their parents and you need to pay them. Yeah,
0: well, I think like, yeah, you uh, took away their financial future. So now you need to put it back. You can't provide their parent back to them, but you can fix part of your mistake.
1: Yeah, and I I think, you know, uh, I, I was one who received child support. So I know how hard it can be to get that stuff. So, even though they'll be forced to pay, you know, slow and steady sometimes. But, when they file their taxes, they won't get them. Yeah, my first
0: thought was, you'll want someone, if it's going to happen, you'll want somebody that makes a lot of money to be your your new financial parent. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, just my luck, like something would happen and it would be a dude that makes minimum wage or whatever. Like, (laughs)
1: ah! Yeah, I was trying to... Find more information on it and maybe I'll be able to find it when they file it in Michigan better because I know those sites. Yeah. But I was trying to figure out like, okay, I know what the child support calculation and how they do it for, you know, a non-custodial parent. Yeah. But how how are you doing? Is it the same? And then it was interesting because the lawyer on Crime Talk talked about how. You know, he agreed with the bill, but that people will fight this in the way of asking the question of why just drunk driving? So it opens the door for.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. If you're like, so, yeah, like you murdered my parent, period. You know, now you should find out yes. to recare for me. You know what? Why not? Right. Fuck
1: it. If you do
0: cause somebody's death, why not you? Why not you provide for the people they were providing for?
1: right so that was that I just I know it's not my normal but I was like oh everybody needs to know about this
0: yeah no I think it's a good idea do you know what you're going to do for the next one
1: (laughs) okay I'm going to tell everybody what I'm doing I decided you know how I picked on Muskegon and I'm like murders in Muskegon and then I don't know the other day I was like I should start looking up Boyfriends who murder in Michigan. <laughs> I'm over there like murderers
0: who get murdered. That's in my Google search repeatedly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, next, the next story is a boyfriend who murders. And then I found out in my search, there are quite a few of these. So you guys will be hearing about boyfriends, murdering, murder, boyfriend murderers a uh, couple times. Nice.
0: Nice. Well, actually, I don't have a murder for my next one. I have one, and I don't know if you were not alive and aware during these times, if you'll understand the impact, but there was a, a man that was referred to as the Ballarat Bandit. Ballarat. Ballarat. Bandit. What does that um, mean? It's, yeah, right? And it's, this t- takes place, I remember, in the 90s, and there was... this is I mean, sorry, the early 2000s, I believe. Um, and um, this person... Was seen stealing, you know, from like various survival items for different cabins, and was going around, you know, like different um, areas, which include military posts. And everybody's like, "He's a terrorist. He's going to do this. He's going to do that." And there was a manhunt for a very long time for this guy, and they referred to him as the Ballarat Bandit. And I want to tell his story. Oh, that'll be interesting. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm like, it is really, I was like, I, I remember looking it up, like, what was that? <laughs> That's how I ended up looking it up the other day. All right, cool. I'll talk to you later.
1: All right. All
0: right. Bye.